back to another episode of Life Authentic with Christy and Beth. We are so happy to have a wonderful friend of ours joining us today, Mrs. Angie Hamby. Angie is not only a wonderful friend of ours, but she is also our fabulous hairdresser, which means she knows way too much about both of us. (laughs) Yes, she does. Angie sits down with us and discusses everything from husbands to children, good communication and having the hard conversations. With a lot of laughter and a little bit of tears mixed in, of course. Yes. (laughs) Angie is a wife who runs a full-time business with her husband, a wonderful mother, and most recently, a grandmother. We know you were going to love her just as much as we do. Angie, thank you so much for being here. Oh, I'm so excited. I am too. We've been trying to get together for a while, but you are a very busy woman. Yes. You you have had a lot, a lot, a lot going on lately. Even busier now. Oh. Because now you are a grandma. Or I don't know if I'm not. What are you? You're not a grandma. What are you? Lolly. You're a lolly. A lolly. <laughs> you got the sweetest little grandbaby. He is so sweet. He's eight weeks. Oh. Almost. He's so precious. He's I love seeing pictures of him. Yeah, he is adorable, and he's taken our hearts. Like, you know you love your children, but when you see that little grandbaby, it's very special. Yeah, we always pick at our parents because we're like, you definitely love our kids more than you love us. (laughs) (laughs) But they said that, too. Like, they never expected until they had a grandchild. Like, they just Mm -hmm. didn't know that love. And they're like, you know, you love them every bit, if not more than your own kids. Like, not that, not that you really love them more, but it's just right. like you can't imagine. That's, that's got to be an amazing love because we're all parents and we know, I mean, there is nothing like that love. So for somebody to say that you might love them a little bit more, I mean, that's got to be something. Right. Yeah. I don't think you love them more is that you're, you can love on them spoil them yeah do whatever you want with them and then they go home (laughs) it's a different kind of love yeah it's a stress-free one yeah (laughs) i don't know if it's stress-free but you've been pretty hands-on though you you, you've yeah i think you help a lot with with little little man yeah i do and i love it yeah every minute of it that's awesome so um and michaela just i think I think too, watching my watching them be parents yeah. mm-hmm. is very special to your heart. You mm-hmm. just see her and see them um, love on him, yeah, and yeah. just doing the best they can do, and it just brings back, you know, that's exactly how we were. Yeah, you don't really know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I mean, I still don't. But some days. A, <laughs> right. <laughs> but as a grandparent, see you. You're not learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're lo- you're just loving. Yeah. Well, don't you think, too, I always feel this way, the older you get, like, the bigger your capacity to love people. And, mm-hmm. like, you like you can allow more love in. I don't know if it's, like, that you're, you just appreciate it more or what it is. But I feel like the older I get, the more I can love other people and love other people's kids. And You know you what I mean? You just look at things differently in your 20s, 30s, yeah. 40s, 50s. Yeah. It's just all, you're, it's in perspective. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like as we age too, we, we get to know ourselves and get to love ourselves better. Mm-hmm. And I believe if you love yourself in a, a healthier way, like when I was younger, I didn't right. love myself in a healthy way. And what Christy said, like, I feel like I can give love more freely because I know who I am. 
I love myself a certain way. And it's, it's like you said, it's like easier to accept and give mm-hmm. love. Yeah, you just, I think you feel more like freedom with mm-hmm. it. And yes. like, I don't know, mm-hmm. your heart gets bigger. Or something. I, lo- I, lo- I love <laughs> that. Yes. Like I just said before we started recording that like, I'm more of a crybaby now. Maybe that's why I got so much love. now. <laughs> <laughs> That, I mean, that one's better than just being a crybaby. Well, I think the older you get, too, you um, you kind of just allow yourself to be who you are more and to feel mm-hmm. and to, like, when you're, when, at least for me, when I was younger, I tried to be a certain way more. Mm-hmm. Like, well, I'm not supposed to be like that or I'm not supposed to feel this or whatever. And the older you get, you're like, Phew. I mean, I am who I am. That's you know? right. That's one of the things I love about Angie is, yes. okay, so Angie is our friend, but she's also our hairdresser. And, you know, you tell your hairdresser everything. <laughs> and so Angie knows way too much about me and my life. But she's always so real. Yes. I mean, you can't really get more real and just... I mean, just truthful, straight, honest, and in such a, a loving, compassionate way. Because you're a very compassionate person, but you say how you feel, and you mean what you say. And I love that. Those are my favorite kind of people yes. and friends. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely adore that. I'm going to tell this little story about you, and I know I'm going to cry. We already I have t- a story that's going to make <laughs> make us cry, too. So, it, But it's, a, it's, it's an example of, like, Angie and how she can just... Uh, see, I'm already crying. Aww. So one day I was in there, and she was doing my hair. And I was going through a hard time. And Olivia, my daughter, was going through a hard time. Aww. And I was kind of telling you about it. And you just said... So sincerely, you kind of teared up and you said, I'm going to pray over your sweet girl. Mm, yeah. And it was so sincere and it meant so much to me. Oh my gosh. Your vein, Waterworks your vein is already. in full show right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, we already cried before we started oh my recording. Gosh, I know. <laughs> We're going to be crybabies, warning to everybody probably. Yeah, yeah. But that is a great example. I'm going to wait to tell mine because I'm, I'm going to try to keep it together, but it's the same type of story about Angie just understanding and being so compassionate and so loving and um that's i love like i said like she's a straight shooter but you're not going to find a more loving yeah. caring compassionate person so well and we, 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 we we've been on a kick lately about like not liking fake people oh, i mean i still want to love people even if they're fake obviously <laughs> but it's kind of a pet peeve of mine and the older i get the more it annoys me because i'm like just just be real and be who you are like you don't have to try to be fake and you know and you're that's one thing about you you're very authentic and you're just who you are and i just really appreciate that about you i just think that god can use you more when you're real and he uses you more. And um, I've learned that over the years from when I was young. And I feel like everything we go through, God strengthens you and yeah. makes you a stronger person. And so there's no reason to be fake here Yeah, because mm-hmm. he can't use me if I'm fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, don't you feel like, through, too, through being real and, and like uh, sharing your experiences and things like that, that's what allows you to help other people. Exactly. You, you know? go through those things. I honestly know you go through those things for a reason, and it's yeah. for God to use you. And, you, you know, I've always said I don't want to go through anything that I can't help someone else through. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm going through these things, and it wasn't just to go through them. Yeah. It was for God to use me, and that's what mm-hmm. I want. That's what I've always wanted. Yeah. So. Well, and it makes, it makes for me, it makes the hard times I go through, knowing that it helps me get through those hard times because there have been times when I didn't know what it was for, and we talked about the difference in us now that we're older versus when we were younger. And when I was younger and I went through things, sometimes I didn't, like, what is this for? I don't understand it. But now that I've been able to use my my hurt and my pain and the things that I've gone through to help someone else, now when I go through hard times, it's a great little reminder that it's going to be okay and you're going to help somebody else that's going through the same thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So it, it's it's encouraging to know that when you're going through a tough place. Yeah, it definitely is. It's worth it. Now yeah. I look back and think, would I have changed anything that I've gone through? And I I have asked myself that question many times. Mm-hmm. And no. Yeah. Even though some things were so hard, no, I wouldn't change it because it helped me it made me look at life in a different way yeah and it's also strengthened me into the person that I am today and I don't think I would be this person and I wouldn't I definitely wouldn't have the relationship with the Lord as I have now if I hadn't gone through those things because I look back and see his hand on every situation I've ever gone through he's always you know had his hand on me yeah at all times Mm -hmm. even when I was going through the hardest things so yeah well and you have been through a lot i know you've shared some stories with that with us and do would you kind of just kind of share a little bit about like your childhood and some of the things that you went through growing up and because i know you you're an overcomer you've yeah, been through you, a lot you have and you've managed to overcome and you've inspired us you're talking about helping others i mean there's been so many times that you've helped us and inspired us and because you've always you've been such an overcomer yeah. and you've come through the other side of things. Well, growing up, my mom was um, a strong Christian, and she always kept us in church. But at as I grew up, I didn't really have a dad that really wanted much to do with me um, in my younger years. And so he just didn't. And that's okay. Um, I got saved at around nine, and I, you know, went through things then, and I realized that at that time I didn't realize that I always wanted that earthly father, but um, I didn't have it, yeah. and I I wanted it, and um, but my mom was always there for me, and she kept us in church, and. Um, I went through things as a young kid that I would never want anyone else to go through, but um, it it strengthened me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I know uh, you. You know, the first time you kind of shared some stories with us, we were very touched because the average person really wouldn't know in you today. Really wouldn't 
wouldn't suspect that you had been through some of the things that you've been through. And I know she shared some stories with us about being abused and different things. Um, and then some things that your daughters went through later and how you talk them through it. And that just was so mm-hmm. like, so touching. We to were us. so moved <laughs> by that strength that came through. I hope you can remember and repeat that because it was something that you were telling your daughters to do or or not to do but basically it came through in such a strong way like you were this suddenly this very strong person and i just i think we we both cried when you told us because we're like wow to to go to have gone through the the trauma that you experienced and then be able to be that strong courageous mama to those girls and give them that kind of advice is amazing so i feel like that's why i went through that was to be there for my girls yeah um because my mom as good as she was she liked to put it under the rug so to speak Mm -hmm. and so she didn't really want to talk about it it wasn't something that we did talk about and so um as I went through that, I, I did tell her things that happened to me, and she was there for me in a different way. Yeah. And so as things like that happened to my girls, you know, um, I knew that, okay, this is why you've gone through this, mm-hmm. because you're going to be there differently. Yeah. We're going to talk about this. We're going to pray about this as a family. We're going to hold each other tight. You're going to tell me your disappointments. You're going to tell me your fears. You're going to talk to me, and we're going to work through this. Yeah. And so I went to um, a lady who I was such a strong Christian person in my life at that time and still is to this day. Um, I went to her, and I said, I need you to pray for me because I'm about to have to embark on this and talk to um people and I just want you to pray for me and I knew she prayed for me because it helped me so much I had the strength I never thought I had um and we talked um I talked to Michaela and we um worked it out yeah so um she was able to talk to me and she was able to um be honest with me and, uh, you know, just things that Jordan was angry because she saw Michaela, you know, fearful. Mm-hmm. And so we talked that out, and they were they were able to be there for each other. Yeah. I didn't have that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they were there for each other. And Jordan loved on Michaela, mm-hmm. and Michaela loved on Jordan back. Mm-hmm. And... At first, they were angry because they were both feeling different things. You know, Jordan didn't, you know, she just didn't know how to respond. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I felt like what I went through as a child helped me to help them. They've never ever been through what I've been through. But, you know, just in general, you know, so... I feel like what I've gone through has helped them to be able to be there for them and talk to them about being strong mm-hmm. and being able to talk their feelings out. Well, it's so important, too, I feel like, to to build that relationship with your kids because 
so that they do feel open to come talk to you no matter what. Because if they're ever in a situation that, you know, something's going on in their life where they feel embarrassed to talk it about talk about it or they're hurt or like Olivia just recently told me something that made my blood boil she told me where a couple of she was actually using it as an example um I can't remember I may have told this story on here before but it's just it kind of goes along the, the same line she was uh, explaining something to Phoenix but she in the process was telling a story that I had never heard which was two years ago when she was in school these girls took pictures of her like what she had on because Olivia she doesn't like to dress like everybody else she has her own little thing um her I think her worst nightmare is to look like everybody else yes she She's likes just, standing out yeah. she has her she very does. unique style that's which what I is love about amazing her. that yes. is what I love about yes. her yes so these little girls though you know kids can be mean they took pictures of her and they posted it online and I won't even say what they said, but it was really derogatory, and they were making fun of her. Well, I Ooh. immediately, oh, my blood just Mama boiled, bear. and I'm uh, like, mm-hmm. what? And she's like, Mom, this is why I didn't tell you. <laughs> and I'm like, but Olivia, that's why I'm here. Mm-hmm. So it's so important to, she, she said, well, I know that. She's like, but I know that you would have, like, really caused a scene. She didn't want you to cause yeah. a scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's so important for them to feel like that they can come talk to you. Yes. Because, you know, not all kids feel that way. So, well, and especially like very sensitive things. Like, I love that you you made that vow that you're going to be vocal and you're going to teach your girls to be vocal because um, things like abuse, trauma, when things make someone feel uncomfortable, you know, with, with girls, sometimes I think it's so important to explain to them this is okay. This is not okay. And even if somebody thinks this is okay, if that makes you uncomfortable, this is not, that's okay. still not okay. Yeah. And I, I love that open conversation because those are the things that are hard to, to vocalize. And if you talk about it, it takes the power away mm-hmm. from it. And I think that that is so important, especially in that type of situation to be vocal. Yeah. Yeah. That was so important. And that's what has gotten us through is being vocal and I, I i want them even if they're upset with me i want them to come to me mm-hmm. and i want them to voice that yeah and i may react in a dumb way sometimes <laughs> don't we all <laughs> but i always will come back mm-hmm. and say listen that was dumb i yeah. shouldn't have responded that way mm-hmm. i'm sorry you know i hope you forgive me because I always wanted them to know that I forgive them. Yeah. And so I always, if I act up or, you know, we don't always respond in the way we should, I always ask for forgiveness from them, just the same. So, See, that, even that in itself, also, like apologizing to your kids when you've, when you've done something dumb mm-hmm. or acted dumb or you hurt them. You know, a lot of times I think that doesn't happen either. Like mm-hmm. kids, they, you know, they don't. They're, it's like, oh, you're a kid. It doesn't matter. But, I mean, they're, they're a person just like we are, and they have the same feelings. And yes. a lot of times even more intense, especially in that adolescence age of their teenage years and things like that when, you know, you're already – your emotions and hormones and everything are already kind of in a turmoil. Mm-hmm. So It's yeah. important for them to yeah. know that their voice matters. Yeah. And, you know, I acted up too. I didn't yeah. do it. I didn't – the time I chased Jordan down the street, that probably wasn't <laughs> smart. <laughs> I've heard that story before. 
you know? But yeah. I was like, she's not going to run from me. So yeah. I, she ran down the street. I ran after her, and Michaela ran after me. <laughs> I wish I wish I could have seen that. <laughs> but we look back at it now, and it, it is kind of funny because yeah. it was over tilapia. But, you know... <laughs> I have not heard this story. I was in the uh, chair she was doing my hair one day when she told me that one. Yeah. It was, you know, but it is life. It is so real. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I was running after her because in my thought, she's running down a road that people can come down a road and hit her. Right. Yeah. And she's running after me because she's mad and she needs to get away. Yeah. And that's one big thing I've had to realize, you know, especially with my oldest her and I are different. Yeah. We're so different. And she has to have her space. Mm-hmm. And I have to talk things out. So she's running down the road trying to get away. And I'm running after her. <laughs> First of all, don't run away from me. Second of talk all, to me. <laughs> you're on a road where people can hit you. And, that, and the fear jumps in. And then Michaela's just running after both of us. Cause <laughs> she's like, they're she's, running, I'm running. She get upset if we got into it. Yeah. So she was running after us just trying to make sure everyone was okay. You know, so yeah. it's so real life. And yeah, yeah, I'm a talk it through kind of person. I'm just going to chase Nevada next time he leaves because see, he would be Jordan in that situation. <laughs> He's like, a, he needs a minute. We had just talked on here. I think it was one of our last episodes about how you learn in any type of relationship, parent, child, companion, you learn eventually. <laughs> yeah. How everybody deals with things differently. And I'm like you, I'm a talk it through. Oh, I'm going to feel so much better if we talk this mm-hmm. through. And he is not that way. He's like, I just need a minute. Eventually, he will talk it through, but he needs that time. But he doesn't want to talk it through. Mm-hmm. Right I'm just going to chase him next time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that because I have a not talk it through kind of guy. <laughs> he don't like it when I chase him. I can chase Jordan. Jordan doesn't like it either, though. See, when I get mad at Steve, I'm like, just leave. Just yeah, get out of this like, house and you give me some more space like, uh, for a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah, you were more like Nevada yes. when it comes yeah. to that. You need a minute. I know yeah. that about you. I, I will definitely talk it out, but I, but, yeah, but mm-hmm. I need a minute to like process it and like let the emotion die down a little bit before I dive into something like that. Because otherwise I'll just cry when I'm mad, yeah. cry when I'm sad, and then it'll just be like... Yeah, I, I've had to learn that that everybody's not like me, yeah. and because I'm I'm just right the opposite. I'm like, we'll talk about it now when the emotion's fresh. We'll get through it. We'll oh, be I'm honest. so like that. Yeah, yes. see, Steve is but more like that. That's not always the best way to be. You yeah. probably learned that too. No. Oh, it's not. It's no. not always the best way to yeah. be. Sometimes you right. do need to give your emotions a moment, but also by the same token. You give it a minute, people. Sometimes it is good to push through. It just depends. I think you have to yeah, judge. Right. Depends on the situation. But could Sometimes you imagine if you were both through it? If you were both the, the um, let's talk it out. You'd be talking for days. I know. <laughs> or if you were both take a minute, you would yeah, never really talk, talk about anything, would right. you? Because like I'm always the prodder after that. Yeah. Like, okay, you've had your minute. Yeah, let's you do ready? it now. Yeah. <laughs> like you get it. You totally get it. I, I get you. I got it. I'm so that way. So. But I have had to learn with both my kids and my husband. I've had to learn, okay, this is the way they do it. Yeah. They process it differently. Michaela and I are both, we're talkers. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, Jordan and William, they're not. Yeah. So I've had to learn, okay, I have to step back. Yeah, I feel like it's like that in in 
all close relationships, especially like your kids, your husband, um, you have to learn how to communicate and then meet somewhere in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have to learn each other and how you function and then compromise and meet somewhere in the middle so that you learn to communicate and get through things without, you know, anger and, you know, so well, you, you can learn, actually work you learn through. from each other too. Like I was joking about having to talk, but, but, I have learned from Christy from Nevada, people that do give themselves a moment. Sometimes they handle things better than I do. And I think Nevada and probably Christy could say, too, that sometimes they realize that talking it through and opening up is a good thing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I think we learn from each other. If you if you can keep an open mind that your way is not always right. That's what makes you successful. Well, because one thing I realized with me, the way that I am, if I don't go ahead and face it soon. After I give my, then I, yeah, exactly. Then I'll just like press it down, and then it'll just be like in the back of my mind or deep down in my heart, like something boiling back there that is gonna come out eventually. Yeah. Probably most of our fights as sisters have been because of those two things. Because we're very different. Because I'm like want to hold her down and make her talk, and she wants me to just take a freaking breath. Mm-hmm. And so we've had to work through that as just in a sisterly relationship to understand one another and compromise i guess oh yeah it's definitely i I think in a um in a in a husband and wife relationship though a lot of times having people that are kind of opposite is is a positive thing because you you kind of i just told somebody the other day i'm like well y'all balance each other out because they were talking about how on this day this one is like this and the other one's opposite Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah i get it like steve and i are a lot alike in a lot of ways but we're very opposite in a lot of ways but i feel like it also like you said it helps you grow Mm -hmm. and learn from each other so that you can meet in the middle and you kind of sharpen each other you know definitely are you and and william um are you up? Would you say y'all are opposite in most ways, or just some ways? Are y'all like an opposites attract? We're like an opposites attract yeah. kind yeah. of thing, but we're we're alike in a lot of ways. And it's funny that you asked me this. We were just having this conversation because um, I said, "What if you were married to someone who's like you? Would you want that?" And he was like, "No." <laughs> And I said, "Well, I wouldn't want someone married. Like, I wouldn't want to be married to someone like me either." Yeah. Um, because I seek attention, and that's just one of my negative, you know, just one, not negative, but one of my things that I like is yeah. attention. And I, I know your love languages. We've talked about this. Mine is the same. He's does not that, the same. Does that mean we're attention seekers? Yeah. Darn it. Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> you have to reel it in sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, I don't think that's a bad thing either. Um, we're definitely different, and um, he uh, sharpens me, though. He makes me think. Um, he just he makes me think a lot about things that maybe I wouldn't think about. Yeah, because kinda. I just want to talk about it. But then I, but then I've realized I've had to really pray about it and ask God to show me you know, our differences yeah. so that I can be a better wife to him. Yeah. Um, because sometimes loving him um, and only just my way isn't, I need to step back and say, what is he needing? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what do I need to pray for him for? Like, 
I need to step back and not just be all about me. Because yeah. I tend to make things all about me. I mean, I will make I it. I think we all do that. It's easy to it do. It will be all about yeah. me, though, Beth. Like, oh. <laughs> like everything, he, everything he says is going to be about me. You know? And it's not. Yeah. It's not always like that. We go through things. It's not always about the other person. Yeah. You're dealing with things, too. And, you know, and then I have to remember, wait, it's not all about you. Yeah. So. Well, and I like what you said about you have to step back and learn what he needs because we tend to want to love someone the way we want to be loved. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's different. I said about love languages. I'm sure that's the purpose for that whole thing is you have to. I try to love Nevada sometimes the way that. Mm-hmm. that I want to be me loved too. and just we we joke just hug me and kiss me and tell me I'm pretty that's, that's how I want to be loved so <laughs> me too. Yes. you know but sometimes their love language and how they want to be loved is not the same but that is um that's when you truly do love somebody I think is when you try to love them the way they want to be loved yeah. instead of the way you want to just love them that's so true yeah wow that is that is true. You love them the way they want to be loved. Mm-hmm. You know what? And then that makes you happy. Mm-hmm. Because when you're loving them the way they want to be loved, and you see them just growing, and you see them happy, and that that's all you want. Yeah. Well, don't you think it's important, too? Like, and I think, like, how long have you and William been married? Uh, we just 31 years in June, so. Yeah. So, I mean, that's. That's a lot of years together. Y'all have been together since you were young. But don't you think it's important to, like, have those tough conversations sometimes, too? And just, they're kind of tough conversations, but they're simple questions. Like, what what do you need for me? Mm-hmm. Like, what can I do to make you happier? And, like, and express that to them and ask ask them the same thing. It's like, you get so busy with life that you don't really you don't really necessarily take the time to do that. But I think think it's important because the longer you're together, you just get so used to somebody and how they are and how you are. And a lot of times feelings or emotions or whatever will start, start building up over time and you don't know how to deal with them. You'll start having a resentment or you'll start mm-hmm. arguing yeah. or you'll grow apart. Um, you know, we just interviewed somebody the other day and he said, you know, we just, we just grew apart. And I mean, that happens a lot. You know, marriage marriage takes work, so mm-hmm. I think it's so important to have those conversations. It is so you know? important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think it is important to talk and to be vulnerable. Yeah, with each other and to say, you know, I'm not sure mm-hmm. what's happening. I'm not sure if, you know, I don't I don't know where I'm at at this moment mm-hmm. because you know after you've been married for so long. You know, you you go, what, where are we? Um, what are we doing? Yeah. You know, because you raised children, you worked hard, you um, you know, you talk, you talk, and you're you're close, but then all of a sudden you're like, what are what are we doing? Mm-hmm. You know, do I love you? Do you love me? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then are we? going to stay together or you know but you know you are and you know that you do love that other person but it's important to have those conversations and to say you know maybe we're not as close to the Lord as we need to be right now you know maybe we have 
let work and all the stresses of life take over and maybe we need to make some time for each other and we need to uh, sit down and just have these hard talks because when you don't, you're right, you pull apart and mm-hmm. you grow apart and you don't. Um, my thing to me, my thing I always want to do is ask God to show me, show me what I need to do. Like I already said, show me where I need to go or how I need to have this conversation. Don't let this be about me. Mm-hmm. I don't want this to be about me. So, God, you just show me, even if it's hurtful. Let me see what I'm what what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you always say this. Um, it, it, it was the first time I had really set, heard it said in that way. But I always remembered it because I loved it. You said, "Whatever's in the dark, let it come to light," and I love that because. This kind of goes along with what Christy was saying, too. Sometimes you got to have those hard conversations because, you know, you feel a lot of times like that's kind of a hard prayer to pray because it's easier when things are in the dark. Because <laughs> yeah. sometimes the things that come to the light are your fault mm-hmm. and your problems oh. and your behavior. And it's such a hard but good prayer to pray because just like we talked about fakeness, let, let get rid of all those things that are in the dark. Let everything come to light. Let's be real. Let's have the have hard conversations. Yes. It, and then there's not that feeling of these things hidden away. It grows and it gets bigger when it's in the dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it just piles on top of each other when it's in the dark. And you can't, you can't address it. You can't work on it. It just gets worse. Yeah. So when it comes, I always tell my girls this too. If you pray about it and ask it, just bring it into the light because you can deal with it. It's so much easier to deal with it as a couple, as your own person. And it's true. When you pray that, be prepared mm-hmm. because God's going to bring things to the light that <laughs> you're like, He's I wasn't talking about me. <laughs> I was talking about them, whatever has not what I've done. But it's important. It's it's more important for him to bring things to the light that that you need to deal with mm-hmm. than it is that they need to deal with. Because yeah. when you've dealt with what you need to deal with, it makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. And you're more vulnerable and you'll talk. You're, it's just so much better. Well, too, I'm the kind of person, like, if I have one thing that's bothering me, if I don't, like, deal with it or talk to that person, then other things will start coming into my mind and it'll build and it'll build and it'll build. And a lot of times the other things in my mind are not, they're just things I've like come up with out of nowhere that are not even really the way they are. But because I have this one feeling that I'm not dealing with, I'll start thinking, well, they probably feel like this or they this or why did they act like that? You know, and it's like so easy to do. And then, I feel like we're all relating here. <laughs> yeah, and then you built up this whole huge thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's not even. I just like, said there. this. I said, I just need to talk it out because I get in my head and I got 10,000 things going on <laughs> and I've got everything mixed in with that. And it's like totally wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And so I'm like, I got to talk it out mm-hmm. yeah. because if I don't, then you're right. <laughs> You've got it worked out. Where... <laughs> that is so relatable. And it's funny because I, I think um, I think I, I have had to 
like we've we've gone through things as, as sisters yeah and i laugh all the time and tell her that she and nevada have the same exact personality type and i've learned so much with her along the way that i think it helps me with him <laughs> because he is so like that it's like one thing this is where i will will pull him kind of back and say i know how you are you need to talk about this because if you don't it's going to compound and then it's going to, then you're going to get inside your head. And like Christy said, then you're going to push it under the rug and you're not going to say anything. And so I think that that, uh, that's so relatable because even, even us being talkers, like you said, that's a lot of times why we talk it out is Mm -hmm. because all that in your head that you can go to places that you really shouldn't go to that are don't even really exist. Yeah. Like you could be thinking they probably this and that's not the case. (laughs) Well, then when you're talking about like husbands and wives, for instance, and men and women, we're just wired differently for the most part. 100%. Like Mm. in a relationship, our emotions are different. Our, our needs are different, like the way we look at things. Sometimes I'll, I'll have a conversation with Steve and I'll be upset with some or upset about something. And then we'll talk about it and it'll be (laughs) his way of like looking at it will be so totally different. Whereas like it has a big deal to me and it's like something he's never even thought of or considered. Mm -hmm. So, you know, even dealing with, with men and women, like trying to bridge that gap of <laughs> right. like, wait a minute, but that's not how I feel. Well, I heard this you a know? long time ago. Is like men put things like in a waffle. So, you know, a waffle. Yeah. And they put them, it's compartmentalized and they put it in that little space and shut the door. Yeah. And they don't revisit it. It's, it's done. Yeah. It's put in there. But us, we're like spaghetti noodles. It's all <laughs> intertwined. I yeah. love this one too. This is something I always remember from you. Every like, feeling is, is intertwined with the yeah. other. Because anytime I suck a spaghetti noodle up, you know, <laughs> have you ever thought about that? How it touches all the other spaghetti yeah. noodles. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It's so intertwined with everything. Yeah. Every feeling you have is intertwined. We. I don't know about you, but I don't have any compartments. Like <laughs> I don't either. I do not have a waffle. Yes, no. <laughs> I'm spaghetti. No, me too. 100%. 100% spaghetti. Yeah. Are you are you waffle at all? Yeah, she's waffle. <laughs> <laughs> I probably half waffle, half spaghetti. Yeah, yeah. That's I know, what I, yeah, yeah, definitely you have. Yeah, yeah. But I could tell that you were like, you can push it under the rug mm-hmm. and... When people can do that, they have some sort of a waffle, but, you know, but you have a lot of feelings, too. Yeah, yeah. And you, you know, like to be told. Don't you like to be told that you're worthy? And you're- oh, yeah, I'm all about words of affirmation. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. those those are very important to me. That's one of my biggest love languages oh, yeah. is, like, words of affirmation. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. It's funny. We probably all have some of the same top ones, but isn't it interesting how different personalities express that? You know, it's like your your love language can be the way, but the same, but the way that you express it, it can right. just be different. So, I think that's so important when you come back to husband and wife is to also you know how we're sitting here laughing. Yeah, is to laugh about it. Oh yeah. To laugh. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's so important just to laugh with each other. I agree. And I think that is a, a lot of it is when you get into the heart of life, you forget to laugh uh-huh. and you forget to be joyful mm-hmm. and you don't and you start to lose the peace. Mm-hmm. But the important thing here is to laugh, mm-hmm. enjoy each other, 
make funny comments about right our by our love languages yeah. <laughs> how i like to be touched and told all at once <laughs> yeah uh, you know you were you were talking about the different phases of of life and relationships and i think i think about that a lot with um nevada and me because you and William are at a stage where, you know, you've gone through the empty nest thing. And I heard, I heard, I've heard this before and many times since that, that we, we change as we go older, get older and we go through different phases of life. So that person that you married, it was probably not the person 30 something years later that you married and right. you have to learn to relove that new person and you have to learn to love them through different stages of life i think about that with me in nevada you get busy in the raising kids phase well what about when that kid's gone and that kid moves out like i want to make sure that we haven't been so busy raising the kids and doing everything that we have to do that we sit there and look at each other and go what now and i think that's something that so many people face i've talked to so many friends that have gone through that stage where you are sitting there going now well, we're not we're not busy with those kids they're not in the middle of us jumping up and down we're not running on to school do we still like each other do we still love each other do we still want to laugh right. together joke together i think that's a hard time of life to navigate and there's all those different stages mm-hmm. where you have to learn to navigate that and re re-love somebody <laughs> yeah yeah that's true because we were talking about this um you love each other when you first are together. You know, you love each other. But I, I 100% love him way more now. Mm-hmm. Way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of life, of what you've mm-hmm. gone through. I love him so much more now than I loved him then. I'm not sure then if it was true love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then now, I, you know, we're like, oh, no, we love each other way more now. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it is so important to realize that and to step back and look at it because William and I love being together. Mm-hmm. We um, we have things we do together that we love to do. Dancing is not one of them. <laughs> I love to dance. He doesn't love it so much, but he will dance yeah. with me because he knows I love it so yeah. much, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then um, we like to go to Cherokee. I mean, just things like that, um, just to hang out with each other and do fun stuff. I think that's so important is after the kids are gone, you do still need to make time for each other to do things out of the realm of working out of and take time for each other. I heard someone say one time, two to three months, you need to, you need some time. You know, every couple of months, you need to take some time for each other Mm -hmm. to just look at each other and, you know, sometimes, have you ever looked at your husband and go, oh, you have that on? I, I didn't see that. Mm-hmm, because yeah. you don't look at each other every single day like that. Yeah. And if you don't, then you could find yourself, you know, you know, in a different spot. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to look at each other closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have to you have to make that effort to connect. You have to make the effort. Be- because it's so easy to just go through your day-to-day life and your responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think even the longer you've been together, the easier it is to do this because 
you you get to know that person really well. Like Beth said, they change as, you know, we all change as the year, years go on, but it, it's easy to have a disconnect. And so you really have to make an make effort. Fresh. Yeah. You have to make it fresh. Mm-hmm. You have to think of different things and just kind of try to freshen, make it fresh. Yeah. And how do you make it fresh? Tell me how you make it fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Rub his feet. <laughs> Is that y'all's thing? You rub his feet? And... No, that's actually God's thing. Sometimes I'm aggravated, and he'll be like, you need to rub his feet. And I'm like, I don't want to rub his feet. But don't you want to be told you're pretty? You better rub his feet. Yeah, well, yeah don't you want things? Exactly. So rub his feet. You know what helps me sometimes is... I, I mean, I'm just going to say, hey, my husband doesn't listen to our podcast anyway, so it won't get back to him. <laughs> so I can say what I want. But <laughs> is have you ever looked and said, like, I don't like you right now. Like, I don't like you. Yeah, like, a lot. I don't like you. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how else to say it. I just don't like you. And, you know, they go through phases and, and moods just like we do. And there are certain phases where I've been like, I don't like you. I haven't liked your mood. I haven't liked how you've talked. I haven't liked anything. But what helps me is thinking back to that young love and all the reasons why that you fell in love with that person. And that kind of brings that nostalgia back. And Christy said this on one of our episodes that in the beginning, don't you feel like you look at all the things you love about them? I love his hair. I love how he talks. I love how he walks. I love when he does this. Some of the stuff that might annoy the heck out of you, out of you now, you really loved those back Mm -hmm. then. So, I reminisce about that sometimes and it it puts me in a better place where I'm more grateful for all of the things that he is instead of right like I don't like you right right (laughs) so I I reminisce on that beginning I found that love stage yeah yeah well also I found um like recently I went through surgery and I think about all the times he was there like he would lay on the, so I had to be in a chair because I had neck surgery, and he had to be, and so he could have easily went and slept in the bed, you know, mm-hmm. that's his bed. Mm-hmm. No, he slept on the couch beside me mm-hmm. all the time. Like as long as I had to sleep in the chair, he slept on the sofa. And would make sure he got up to get my medicine and take care of me and make sure I was okay. That speaks volumes Mm -hmm. of our relation, of him taking care of me. And, you know, you go, huh, do we, do we still love each other? You know, Mm -hmm. I know we all have those questions. But when I see that and I see him taking care of me like that, and making sure that I'm okay and could have slept in the bed and was right there with me at all times, all, all the time. This is that all the time. This is not even during surgery. Yeah. This is all the time. Oh. And if he has a headache, I want to get him some Tylenol because I want his head to feel better. Yeah. I'll rub your head if you want me to. Mm-hmm. What's going to help your head? That's important, those things right there. So when I go... I question it. I think about, no, I always want him to be happy and comfortable, and he does the same for me. Yeah. And no matter what, 
you know, and yeah. that's love. I, mm-hmm. I honestly believe in my heart of hearts that's true love. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, when you care so much about that person and you, and, you know, he always wanted me to not be in pain. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be there for me. Yeah. And he would tuck me in um, in the chair to make sure I was comfortable. Do you need to go up? Do you need to go down? Yeah. Whatever I needed, he was right there for me. And that speaks volumes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you can learn to love somebody on a different level when you go through those hard times and you see them. I, I, you know, I went through a hard time with my family, some family stuff a little while back. And I made this statement to one of my friends is I said, I think I love him more and on a different level now because of how he was there for me. And he didn't do what I would have done, which was make it about me. (laughs) He let it, he, he, he let it be about me and he took probably a lot of anger and a lot of things that he had to deal with out of the situation in order to sacrifice and be there for me. And like you were saying with William, you know he wasn't as comfortable on that couch as he would have been that in couch his is bed. Not comfortable. That was all for you. <laughs> yes. And yeah, I think that that definitely makes you love them in a different way and on a different level. Right. It does. I mean, I knew the couch wasn't comfortable and yeah. he didn't care. Yeah. yeah. And I feel the same thing way for him. You know, I don't I don't care if it's not comfortable. And sometimes conversations aren't comfortable, so those are important to have just mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. And but I feel like when you have them it does draw you closer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And makes you see things clearer. And I think so too. And you know, I think it's uh, just like most things there are some things we can't control and we and we make choices every day. And in a marriage, I think you have to make a conscious choice every day that you're either going to you're like, OK, I'm going to love you again today and we're going to we're going to get through this. We're going to talk about this. You know, we're always going to have our, our bad days. I mean, there you know, there's some days I, I, I joke and I'm like, some days I feel like I hate you as much as I love you. <laughs> but, you know, you make a choice every day that you're going to that you're going to get through this and you're going to be or you're going to be happy or you're going to talk about things. And, you know, anybody that ever says marriage is not work. Then I don't They've never know. They're not married. <laughs> I think, I they think they're, been married. they're not really married. I don't believe it because I, I mean I feel like it doesn't matter uh, how much you love somebody or, or or you know how well suited you are for each other. It still takes it takes work. It takes mm-hmm. work to to stay happy and to keep it spicy and to keep it you know to to keep you from growing apart. It just it takes work and you have to like. I always just like to say one day at a time with everything because yeah. otherwise I can get overwhelmed thinking about the future or thinking about the past or whatever. So, and it's hard when you think about it, a relationship. I mean, we're talking about husbands and wives here, but if you want a relationship to last through the years, that's, that's hard. And that's why it's work because people change. There's, there's, you know, traumatic things that happen, things you go through and you have to keep evolving and working and trying to keep that friendship or that relationship alive because that's a pretty 
that's a pretty daunting task when you think about it, that you have to, you're with this one person yeah. and you have to have this good relationship your whole life. Yeah. I mean, when you think about it, it's like, that's a lot. Yeah. And so it makes sense that that would be work because it's, it's, um, that's a big deal to, to have 30 something years of marriage under your belt, you know? Yeah. Well, um, sometimes you don't even realize it's 30 something years. Yeah. You know? Yeah, when you told me, I was like, oh my God, y'all been married that long? You don't realize it. Because um, sometimes it doesn't really feel like work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it does feel like work, and I think that's what makes a great marriage. Yeah. Um, you work to make it not feel like work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, that's And that's I think hard. Christy's right. Taking it day by day yeah. is so important. Mm-hmm. And what can I put into this day? Yeah. For yeah. him, for, you know, your kids or what can I yeah. put into this day to make this person feel special? I think that's I think that's the thing that I've always go, what can I do that makes this person feel loved? Mm-hmm. Can I what can I do that changes, you know, can I pray for you? Mm-hmm. Can I what can I do? Because yeah. I want to I want you to feel the love I have for you mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm gonna tell this story about you now that you said that. Okay. We're not gonna cry. Okay. Everybody? No. Okay. <laughs> so you are a great example of that because, like we said, you're not fake. You're real. And I had sat in your chair one day, and I just, you know, I'm typically probably a pretty bubbly person, and I don't think I was really myself that day. And I'm sitting there for a while. This is when I was doing uh, a bunch of stuff with my hair, and I would be in your chair for, like, all day, it oh. felt like. <laughs> so we had some time. And you, you, we talked, and I don't think we really talked about a lot how I was feeling or whatever. You just sent something. So we had spent all this time together. We had talked, and it was when I was going through a lot of family stuff, and we had every, every time I sit in your chair, I think I would tell you all that, and we'd talk about it. And this particular day, I had like, I felt like I had just left your chair. I'd been there for hours. And I'm riding down the road going home, and my phone rings, and I see that it's you. And I'm like, oh, did I forget something? And I picked up the phone. You said you weren't going to cry. It's okay. Just let it go. And and you just said, hey, I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Y'all talk. (laughs) I need a second. But, you know... You weren't okay, and she knew it, yeah. and you were trying to keep it in. And I hadn't heard anybody it. ask me that. Yeah. I had been dealing with a lot of other people's problems. And you probably remember, because as soon as you asked me this happened, yeah. I just started bawling. And you just basically said, I just want you to know, I knew that something wasn't right. I'm there for you. It's all going to be okay. And... Sometimes that's all and it I, takes. It just made me feel I truly so felt. less alone. And I thought, yeah. you know, I just left, so you you thought enough to stop. I know that you have a busy day when you're working and just saying, are you okay? And it was just like a very short conversation, but that meant everything. Sorry, okay, I'm, I'm better okay. now. But sometimes just that that love and caring about that other person, and like you said, how do I show this person that I care about them? It can be as simple as that. Just saying, are you okay? You mm-hmm. seem like something wasn't right. And and that could mean, I mean, that day, 
it meant everything to me because I was like, I don't think anybody's asked me that lately. You know, I'm not okay. <laughs> and that's what I wanted. I've God impressed that on my heart when you left that mm-hmm. day. Well, the whole time I was actually praying for you because I knew something was wrong. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, you know, it's easier not to say anything because you will break down. Yeah. And so I was like, I'm going, I felt impressed that I needed to let you know that I did truly love you because I do truly love you. Mm-hmm. And I um, wanted to pray for you because, you know, you hate to see the people that you love hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you want them to, I, that's the thing I've learned throughout life that I want to be there for people because I've seen people there for me and how it changed me and made me and helped me to grow. I want people to know that I'm there for them. Yeah. But that's really truly from God. That's not truly from it within myself because, you know, I like attention. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, seriously, I'm, if I could be about myself, and I have to say, God, that really is intentional on asking God, and He has revealed that to me recently that I need to do that more. Yeah, to be more intentional. I love that you're so blunt with that. Though. <laughs> like I would just be about myself all the time if I could be, because I think a lot of people are like that, but they're not real enough to say that. And so yeah. that's how you grow is recognize those things about yourself and just being real and laying it all out there. And yeah. so, yeah. Well, and that's how, I mean, to me, that's really what it's all about, though, too, is is learning to listen for that voice from God that says, hey, she needs, she needs, mm-hmm. she just needs to know that you're there and that somebody cares. Mm-hmm. And if we could all just be more like that mm-hmm. and pick up on things like that and just make that little extra effort to just let people know because you know there's so many people out there that do feel alone mm-hmm. or that are just they're barely holding it together and but they're trying to be strong and mm-hmm. just ha- just having somebody to reach out just it something simple everything. yeah mm-hmm. yeah it does mm-hmm. and it also reminds them sometimes that wait god loves me yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah if that person god put because we weren't really talking so if god put my name on that person's heart mm-hmm then he loves me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it reminds us that he does love us. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So it's so I have let that I'm I have let that go by. And there was a time when my kids were small, we were in Costa Rica and God kept putting it in my heart to talk to this guy named Andreas. I never forget his name, what he looked like or anything. And I didn't do it. I didn't talk to him. And that sometimes haunts me, but I used it as when I talked to the girls, I said, every night we're going to pray for Andreas and pray that someone talks to him about Jesus because I missed it. Mm -hmm. I didn't do it this time. And I was told to, and I didn't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So sometimes when you don't obey, it's okay. You just have to, God brings it to your attention. You have to be like, okay, I'm going to obey. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you're talking to me and telling me to pray for someone, it's important to tell that person or to talk to them or pray over them. It's important to do it because recently we had a lady pray over us, Michaela and I, when she was pregnant. You told me about that. Like just a stranger, right? It meant the world. Yeah. It was right before she had her baby. And it meant the world to us. And she kept telling me when she was in labor, do you remember that lady? Mm -hmm. Remember that lady that prayed over us? Mm-hmm. Everything she prayed over us is coming true. Oh, so that's just a sign. That's just how important it is. Yeah. 
Well, you know, I mean, I believe we're all connected through God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're supposed to be vessels used by Him. And that's the only way a lot of times anybody's even going to know He's real. You know, somebody that maybe doesn't have the same faith or the mm-hmm. same background that mm-hmm. we have, like that, that's how they know that God is real and He exists is, is through us. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's why, again, I think it's so important to like be open to that. Mm-hmm. And like when you hear that voice, like, oh, when, when you feel like, oh, I need to talk to that person or I need to do this t- for that person, um, it's so important to listen to that because it's really easy too. To ignore not want it. to, to it, yeah. I mean, Christy, you and I are in a situation where yeah. I t- I'd recently told her that I was praying about something, <laughs> but I wanted a different answer, yeah. you know, oh. and the answer was that you need to handle this. You need to talk to this person. You and Christy are the yeah. only people that, that are going to be able to do this. And I told her, I said, I don't want to do it, but. I know when I feel that, that if I don't, because there's been times, like you said about Andreas, I, that I haven't. And then mm-hmm. I felt like, I, like I'll never forget not doing it. Mm-hmm. And so I definitely, <laughs> we I definitely and, feel that. Because yeah. we, we talked, remember, like the next day or mm-hmm. something. And like I was at the same yeah place, basically. Mm-hmm. And that's how we knew we're like, oh. Yeah, I was hoping I didn't want to put too much on her because, you know, she's she's pregnant. And so I was like just telling her what I felt I had to do. And I said, I, but I was sitting there saying, please tell me you're going to do it, too. And of course, she's like, well, I, I'm going to do it, too, because I feel the same way. And I was like, yes, that is definitely a God thing when yeah. that happens. Yeah. When both of you are feeling the yes. same. Yes. Yeah. He's working through you. But like Christy was saying, that's um, we're used. I'm a strong believer that we're used to express his love to one another and help other people that otherwise might not feel or know his love. And, um, you know, that that is one of the I mean, that's one of the most important things we can do in life is, I mean, what what better calling could you have than to show somebody love and especially God's love. Right. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that's important in relationships with husband and wife and yeah. children mm-hmm. and friendships. Yeah. To me, that's the the key mm-hmm. is to try to love people as if as he would love us. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you're loving someone like God loves you, then they can't feel hate. No. They can't feel anything like that well and that's the true unselfish love like we're talking about like we we love people how we want to be loved but that true unselfish love is how god loves us you know Mm -hmm. and when you learn to love people that way it's uh you know there's nothing like it and it's very freeing it's just very it's just very freeing because in those moments you put yourself aside you're able to put yourself aside and you know and, and just share that love with somebody. Right. Yeah, I feel like uh, I always say um, when I help somebody else, it helps me. You know, oh. you never know how fulfilling and wonderful that can feel when you, you know, you've got a lot of problems and like you were talking about, you're thinking about yourself <laughs> and me and what do I need? But sometimes if you just help someone, you don't realize, you think, well, I'm helping this person, but you have no idea 
how much you're helping yourself when you do that. Because just giving to somebody else and loving someone else selflessly or doing some little small thing is, uh, it changes you. Yeah. So, you know, we're doing this uh, acts of kindness challenge this month and we're asking people to like do, you know, just just acts of kindness for people. And a friend of mine was over this weekend. I'm not going to say her name because I didn't ask ahead of time, but this was the sweetest story. She said um, her and her husband are actually tiling our, you know, we're finishing our basement and they're doing the tile down there in the bathroom. And and they stayed late working on it. So when they left, they went to Waffle House to eat. So it was pretty late. And she said, when we got in there, she said it was packed. And she said, like, this whole school had been in a football game, so they were in there. And she said there was this really elderly lady in there working, and she said, I felt so sorry for her. She said she was getting everybody's orders wrong. She was just having such a hard time. And she said, and also I just felt bad because she was, like, an older lady. Like, I felt like she was too old to have to even be working like this, but obviously she had to. But uh, she said, I just watched her, and she said, I just felt so bad for her. And she said, finally at the end of the night she said i just went over there to her and she said i handed her a hundred dollar bill and she said she just started crying she said she just started crying and was like you don't know what that means to me like i'm gonna cry i I cry for everything right now anyway but i just thought that was so sweet and she's the kind of person she's not She's not like really a crier and not a no. She's you know. <laughs> she's the one I tease because she don't like to be hugged, so I tease her and hug her all the time. Yeah, yeah. I love hugs, so I'll be like, "Come here, let me hug you." <laughs> yeah, but you know, I just thought that was such a sweet story that she did that. And she said when she went back, she said her husband was like, "Do you feel better?" She's like, "Yeah, I do." She really needed that, but I just thought that was so sweet, you know. And it, it's so easy to overlook things yes. like that with people, but that just really touched me. I was like, oh. That makes, you know, it, to me, that inspires me to want to do more things like that, yeah. too. And and like notice people that are going right. through things. You yeah. know? That's like another good point, though. When you do something for somebody else, you don't know who's watching sometimes. That's right. And so it can have that ripple effect. And I love that. I know. I and I was that's beautiful. Right. I was about to say that about Jordan when mm-hmm. she I hate, you know, when people tell a story, then you tell a story just like that story, you know. But this one was at a Waffle House. Yeah. And um, Jordan, we were we they were young. We always went to Waffle House after Christmas Eve service. Yeah, and that was their thing. That was our thing, and so we always wanted to. These people are working hard. We wanted to give them a, t- a nice tip, and so that that was our thing. And so the girls grew up. That's what we did. They couldn't wait. So we were sitting there one day, and this lady was waiting on us. But there was another girl standing at the door, and it was freezing. And she would open the door for everyone to come in, and she would shut the door. But she was just inviting people in. Hey, welcome to Waffle House. You know, she wasn't waiting on tables, so she wasn't getting money. Yeah. And Jordan was sitting there, and she goes, you know, and she's not a hugger, might I add to that story. (laughs) She doesn't like that either. And um, she goes, you know. This lady sitting right here or waiting on us, she's gonna get a nice tip. She said, But I wouldn't there's one job in here that I don't know if I'd want is that girl standing at the door, she's freezing. Mm-hmm. She's not gonna get any money. Like yeah. no tip, nothing. And said we looked at her, we said, Do you wanna give her one? She goes, Yeah. <laughs> I do. Yeah. I said, Well, here. 
she went over there and she was so proud to give Aww. that lady money because she was standing there at that cold door opening it up and I was that was a proud parent moment because I was like okay she's yeah. noticing there's someone that needs that needs something and this lady right here might get something but she's not going to have anything yeah and I wanted to I was like Jordan I'm so proud of you mm-hmm. for recognizing that that person and to this day Jordan is like that yeah mm-hmm. she is like that well it, and and it's so like so important to me to teach your kids those kind of things like obviously you and William are those kind of people and like it's so important to teach our kids to be that way too because that spreads again and you know uh it it helps them while they're helping helping other people you know it teaches them to be a little a little less selfish and to look out for other people so I love that well modeling that you know we tell our kids a lot of stuff but I think the most powerful teacher is when they see us do it Mm -hmm. and so that's that's so great to to model that for your kids and no doubt she did that because she's seen you and William do that and you know, like you said, proud parent moment because yeah. you she know what are, we want our children to be kind above everything else. You know, and so that's I love that. Yeah, yeah. It is. It's so important to just recognize when people need you and when they need uh, just a helping hand or a helping word or a kind word. And you know, you said something earlier about yeah, and we have to be that way with like our kids and our spouses. And we can help everybody else and be nice to everybody else. But if we're not kind and nice to our own family, then that's not cool. So I want to ask you, being married for 31 years, what advice would you give someone maybe who's just gotten married or who's been married for a long time to kind of keep that marriage alive and to keep the happiness and to know how to work on that and and have a successful marriage? Well, the number one thing I feel is what I tell the girls and is to put God first, yeah. number one. Put God first because the further you are from God, the further you are from each other. And so the number one thing is for you to put God first, Listen, try to listen to Him. There's going to be times where you want to be selfish, you want it to be about you, but the most important thing here is you know, putting God first, because when you put Him first in your marriage, then everything falls in after it. Yeah. Everything falls in. And so if you don't have Him and not talking to God about each relationship or how am I supposed to be as a person, then you're putting yourself first and it just causes issues. Mm -hmm. So to have that happy marriage and to be there for that person, I feel like you have to have a relationship with God first. And then you can be that person for for your husband. Yeah. You can love on him, and you can be there for him how you're supposed to be if you're being the person you are to the Lord first. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, there are, and to recognize there are times you're not going to be happy, and you're not going to be the same, yeah. but you just have to rein it in and say, okay, God, show me where I need to work on this. I know there's something I'm missing here. Yeah. And he will. He'll show you. And so I just think that's the most important thing is to put God first in in your relationship, in your marriage, in your children. That's awesome. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. 
Thank you so much, Angie. You're welcome. I love it. I love y'all. And we love, we love you. you. We love you. We're going to get you back again, so yes. just be prepared. you got to come back for another episode. <laughs> okay. <laughs>